Hey everybody, fans know best. Live from the Prime Lending Studios in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm Brett Lee Red along with KC Kitty Carr. We haven't seen you guys in a while, haven't talked in a while, but we've got some things on our mind we want to share with you. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do some experimenting in our studios and um and get some things going. We're prepping up and getting ramped up for football season. So all that being said, it's it's that time of the year where some things are wrapping up, some sports are wrapping up. Locally, obviously, it's baseball and softball. So we'll kick it off with that, and we'll talk to KC, who's our baseball expert, about what's going on with LSU baseball right now. So that's what you want to talk about? LSU yeah, let's, let's do that. Well, we had, we did have some good news today. We had four LSU players make the All-SEC team. Uh, Dylan Cruz, of course, Paul Skeens, Tommy Tank White, and then Jared Jones made the All-Freshman team. Uh, Skeen's of course been phenomenal this year, 164 strikeouts. Cruz has 14 home runs, batting 423. Tommy Tank's got 89. RBI's leading the country. And then Jared Jones has 14 home runs as a freshman, which is pretty good. So, hey, no, no, what's pretty good is the fact that you memorized stuff that. Well, it's just stuff in my head. You Dude, know? if you could do, if back in the day in school, if you could have memorized like that, you'd be a doctor in that. Yeah, you're right. Probably so. So, yeah. But, but, you know, look, LSU, I, I feel like they struggled down the stretch. I mean, Cruz is not hitting quite as good. Uh, they're pitching. You know, once you get past Skeens, it's, it's just helter-skelter. I mean, we need Floyd to step up. We got Hurd needs to step up. And then I think they're going to be counting on Coleman now. Uh, those guys have got to step up. Or they're not going to go anywhere. They won't even make it out of a regional. And that's a shame to say. But uh, Cruz really needs to pick it up. Tommy Tank's been hot. But they need everybody getting, especially with the pitching the way it is right now. I mean, we lost to Georgia, we lost to Auburn, you know, a, a game, two two games. So they're not scoring as many runs. And if you're not going to score ten runs a game, you got to pitch. And right now, it, after Skeens, it's just it's just not so there. Why, but why is that? I mean, why can LSU not recruit pitching, and or can they not coach pitching? And or is it just well, injuries? Well, we, we have our pitching coach, who's one of the better pitching coaches in the Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. We had a couple injuries, season-ending injuries. But it's just kind of like, I hate to even say it, but even when Paul Maneri was there, we had a lot of pitching issues. And it's just turned his ugly head again. And now they're they're limping in. And, you know, the third seed in the SEC, where they used to be number one in the whole country. So they're, they're going through a little time. Tough time right now, and you know the SEC tournament. They didn't have a. They don't have a easy draw. But if they hit the ball like they're capable, you know they might have to outscore some people. The first game, Skeens is going to pitch, but because they're not hitting that well, I mean the last couple of games, he, last game, you know he gave up one run, and they were in a tight game the whole way. So we'll see. You know, at the end of the season, you got to find the magic, and uh, things have to go your way. You got to be a little lucky. So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm not as confident as I was. I'm, you know, I, I thought they could get to the World Series. I didn't say they could win it because you got to have luck. But I'll be honest with you, it's going to be tough for them to make it out of a regional just because of the pitching. Now, if the pitching turns around, yeah, they could breeze through it. But man, right now, it it's not looking real, real good. But it seems that at least on paper, they're still a, a top eight national seed. Well, I'll tell you what's made a lot of difference in the hitting. Even though Cruz has slacked off. Uh, the catcher, darn, drawing a blank on the, the so catcher. Him? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Malazzo's not playing. I'm talking about the one that came in for him. 
they got him batting in the middle lineup. He's already hit like six home runs in the last month. So that's really helped their, uh, their hitting. Beloso's hitting great. I mean, Cruz just need. I think he's just the igniter, and he's he's got to get on fire, uh, get on base because that's how Tommy Tank gets his RBS. And uh, and Dugas is going through a little bump right now, so I mean they they got a few issues, but I mean they can get it right, and once they turn it on, they don't have to win that many games. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't think winning the SEC baseball tournament is it. I mean they certainly don't have to do that. But that, I don't know how much that's relieving. No, but what they need to do is they need to finish high enough in there where they still are in the top seeds to get a Super Regional. You know, you don't want to not be able to make the Super Regional. I mean, go to Regional, they'll be in Baton Rouge. But if they don't stay in the top eight, they're not going to get the region, Super Regional. And you, you've seen the home field advantage LSU has, and they need to have that home field advantage. Yeah. But do you think they don't have to... They, they don't, don't have to, to win it. They, they don't win a game or two... Yeah, Hoover. I think they keep the eight, yeah. uh, the top eight seed. Yeah, they they need they need to win a couple games. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, look, I can remember when LSU women's basketball, who was pretty dominant most of the year in the games they played. Um, I mean, they got they got their butts handed to them when they went to South Carolina. Tennessee put a whooping on them in the SEC tournament, so they they kind of they limped in. Maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but they limped into the. Well, they weren't the favorite. The they definitely right? were not the favorite, but that's what I'm saying. You got to catch fire. You got to get some lucky breaks. Who your draw is, and it just kind of falls that way. You can't plan on getting that. Yeah, because I guarantee you, when Iowa's playing South Carolina in that women's basketball tournament, there wasn't a person in Bad News that wasn't cheering for Iowa. Because we did not want to have anything to no, do with South no. Carolina. And. That's we're we're kind of in baseball. We're kind of in the same position. We're the hunted, and so everybody wants to play. They're going to play their best foot, pit, best pitcher. Uh, so they just got to be ready. And I, do I think they can do it? Yeah, I think they can. But well, I'll tell you what, baseball's just a funny game. It's very streaky. And you know. no, there's no doubt about that. Now, who was the kid who came in the late innings to LSU uh, the first game when when we went to extra innings? Gidry, Gidry, kind of texting a little bit. Gidry, talking about Gidry? Yeah, well, you could say his name and I wouldn't know who he is, but he pitched well uh, for about two that, minutes. That was, maybe that was, that's her. That was her. Then he ended up giving up two home runs. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, uh, but Cruz actually, remember when he came up with the bases loaded and looked at three strikes? Yeah. That blew That's away. That's why I'm telling you, he's having a hard, I know it sounds crazy, he's back before 23. But he is not picking up the ball. He is letting pitches go that he was ripping earlier in the year. Now it's like he's he's not sure. And he's striking out a lot more now. So I really thought a couple of weeks ago they should have sat him during the midweek game. Just let him sit. Let him get a break. It's hard to hit, hit your way out of a slump. Sometimes it's kind of like in football analogy where they got to say, hey, just get him on the bench. Let him see the game. Let the quarterback see the game. Then maybe he can see something. Go back in. It's the same way. Just take him out. You know, he's got a lot of pressure on him. Possibly the number one draft pick. The draft's coming up. All these things are a factor. Let him get out and relax and say, hey, look, it's too late now because now we're in the SEC. Right. Turn. But they should, I thought they should have sat him at least one game, possibly two, during the middle of the week. Say, hey, look, just chill. We're getting you ready for well, it. Well, I, I remember Major League Baseball players and some of the things they used to do to get out of slums. 
Oh, there's a lot of superstition. Yeah. A lot of superstitions. So help cruise out with that. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. It's it's just it's surprising as well as he was playing. You knew he was, his batting average would have to drop, but it's not that it dropped because he's still hitting hard outs. Now, for him, he's struggling. He's striking out. He's taking pitches that you never thought he would take. Uh, and he's still going to be a multi-millionaire in about no, he's 20 games. He definitely is. But, boy, LSU needs him. They really yeah. do. Especially because if our pitching was not suspect, with our hitting, our lineup is so potent, we could possibly get by. With our pitching like it is, we need everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And that's why the coaches made the adjustments as uh, far as moving the, the second string catcher in. Man, I wish I could remember his name right. I'm drawing a blank right now. But he's come in and really gave him a spark. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just see. I mean, it's it's – Gonna be exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It always is. Baseball, to your point, baseball is a funny game, man. And you know that's why they play series in baseballs, and it's not just one game because anything can happen in one game. But I mean, when you get down to those championships and those semifinals and what have you. Well, the other thing is too in tournament play, there's no series. Paul Skeens has not had a bad game yet. Is he due for one? I'm not saying he is, but you know what? Law of averages and baseball is all about numbers. I mean, what if he has a bad game? If he has a bad game, or hitting, you know, yeah. you know, so there's just a lot of there's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. He's got to go out there and strike out ten guys, which he's averaging nine points. And something. he's doing it with a '70s porn mustache. Yeah, right? he's, it's yeah. awesome. So we'll see. It'll be fun to see. But it's fun to be a, a Tiger baseball fan right now. Yeah, yeah. softball not so much. Yeah, man. I was uh, look. I'm I'm not gonna. Sit with you and uh, pretend that I follow LSU softball, uh, but I do this time of the year when they're on TV and it means something and it's regionals and chances to go to the World Series and what have you. And it seems like for uh, LSU softball has been doing basically a replay every single year. Yeah, we're we're, we're putting out a, we're putting look we got a nice park. Put a lot of money into the softball. Program. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, They've had good years. It's like I said, they can't get over the hump. And and I'll and I'll tell you, losing two games to Louisiana or USL when I was younger, at home. Ooh la la. Yeah, at home to keep us from going for regional. That's salt in the wound. I was actually shocked today that she didn't get fired yet. Yeah. Now it could be happening. Well, is it Beth Torino? Torino. Yeah, Beth Torino. Yeah, she. Um, I mean, obviously, people like her. I mean, I've been reading some of the social media stuff today. Like, but it, there comes a point where you know you gotta you gotta fish a cut bait. Right? Well, listen, I mean, you know. it's kind of a thing where is she the coach to get you over the hump? In other words, we have all the resources to to have a team like this all the time. Kind of like we were in basketball. We had some decent team. We couldn't get over the hump. We had to go and get another coach to get us to the hump, over right. the hump. And I think it's the same thing. Maybe, you know, I think she recruits well. She's had good teams, but they just can't get there. And, yeah. and after, how, many, I think, how long has she been there? Eight or nine years? No, I think, I think I read today she's been there 13 years. Really? So, I mean, how long is it going to take you? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, there was a there was a time when we were in, we were making it to, was it Oklahoma City? We're making yes. it there pretty regular. You know, we didn't win it, but still we were there. Right. And now we can't even get to the Super Regional. I think them losing to 
Louisiana is is really the ultimate. I mean, it really is. I mean, I and I think she's getting paid four hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Getting paid a lot of money, yeah. and that's the new coach for uh, Louisiana. He hasn't been there that yeah. long, so he's already got him to the next step, and he's already beat her. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we'll see. Now, don't get me wrong. I watched one. I watched the last game, and I watched the end of the first game. Like UL has a good team. Yeah, I mean that's some, but I also read some comments today that said, "Can we stop recruiting so far up and find that because UL's talent is here? They they clean up in Louisiana where LSU's well, spread right, the and, there, and there's a lot of softball talent in Louisiana, mm-hmm. so there's no excuse for not having a good team. Uh, you know, I would say the one. In, one advantage that probably Louisiana has over LSU is they they have a chip on their shoulder, so they, and with an edge, and so they I don't want to say they want it more, but it, I think there's just a little more added incentive for them. Yeah, could be. Hey, while I'm thinking about it, shout out to uh, Jerron Lewis, named the uh, softball Soft head coach at um, Dunn Springs. Dunn Springs. Yeah, good for Ryan, man. He's a good guy. Good uh, family. Yeah, great coach. All yeah, good uh, athletes. I believe his daughter's pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah they're all good athletes in that family. Yeah, so uh, maybe she could grow up to be a Tiger and uh, pull us to Oklahoma City. But anyway, I mean, you know, LSU softball doesn't make any money. It's a non-revenue sport. You're paying somebody that much money to promote the product and, 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 and get the team where you think it should be. I mean, SEC softball, SEC baseball is like, Five, six, seven teams in the conference well, always seem to and, make and it. I'll tell you what, and I'll tell you what puts more pressure is when Brian Kelly comes in his first year, he wins the SEC title, goes to a big bowl game. Then you got Kim Mulkey who comes in her second year, she wins a national championship. That shows it can be done. And so that's just even more pressure on somebody like a Vectorino that says, hey, you've been here for 13 years. These people just got to look what they've done. Yeah. They got the same resources you do. Yeah. So... We'll see what happens. I, I I don't expect her to be here, but then again, we'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, Scott Woodward, he, he's, he's made he some good hire. hires. He didn't uh, hire. Yeah. You know. He's made some good hires. I don't know if this is a big priority thing at this point. Well, uh, you, we'll wouldn't, <coughs> well you wouldn't think that women's basketball was a big priority either. You know, so. But now, <coughs> I mean, women's... <coughs> hey, hey. <coughs> cough in your elbow. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Joe Biden says cough in your elbow. Joe who? <laughs> Brandon. Woo-hoo. Hey, um, Bro Brandon. So, uh, yeah, that, threw, with that, that threw me off. Um, so yeah, I think that women's basketball now, I mean, I hate to say it, man, but it's like Connecticut, you know, Connecticut men's basketball and Connecticut women's basketball did a little, they were always kind of doing this. The men was going great. Then when they slumped, the women were doing like right now, LSU women's basketball, man, is everybody's going to watch it. I will say this. They are loaded. Oh, my goodness. We're going to be – you know, I'm not saying we were real, real lucky, but I thought we were lucky to win. They they got hot at the right time, and I don't think they'll ever shoot threes as good as they did in okay. one game. You remember when we watched – I don't think we watched it together. When they played Miami? Right. How bad they were. Yeah. Like, how did we win that game? Miami was just that much worse. Right. But it was, like, the worst display of basketball you've ever seen. Like, there's no – this team's going to get killed in the next game. But that's coaching, man. 
that's just like just getting the best, the most and the best out of your players. And now she's got a lineup where honestly, the last person on the end of the bench can probably start for a lot of teams. Well, it's crazy. with the transfers that they got and what we have coming back, I mean, expectations are through the roof. Yeah. The girl from Louisville is phenomenal. The other girl that we, we pulled in is going to help Reese down and block. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's going to well, be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. It's definitely Final Four or bus. You know, it's, it, you can't, it's hard to say national championship or bus. Right. But it's definitely Final Four or bus. I mean, it's, well, as long as, as, long as they beat Tennessee and South Carolina, I'm not saying they couldn't, they, they, I, I wouldn't care if they get to the Final Four, but knocking them too off. Well, South Carolina is going to be depleted. I mean, they've lost everybody. And well, she did get one big-time transfer in that, that'll help them, but you're right. Top, probably one through eight, we're super loaded. Mm -hmm. Super loaded. And look, we're talking about the two transfers they got, and that's not counting that the two of the recruits that they got for this year were in the top ten. She had the number one recruit class. That's right. Besides, besides the transfer. The transfer portal. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah. You look, with this team, they were scoring 100 points a game for quite a few games. And they said that LSU was playing a bunch of pansies. Let me tell you something. This team is going to score 100 points yeah. against a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. All right, let's switch gears, man. What about um, – tell me what you know, what you – LSU spring football, LSU practice, what you're hearing. Well, we got good news today that Mason Smith got cleared for physical contact today. So, in other words, he's ready to go. So he can work all summer and uh, get ready for the fall, which is really big for us on our defensive line. Expectations are, they're not through the roof, but they're, they're pretty high. We got some, a lot of key people coming back. We got some transfers in. First game of the season is going to be huge. I was reading up today, there's so many high expectations for Florida State. And one of the polls, they got Florida State number three, preseason poll three. So that game's going to be bigger than it was last year. Now, I think we have a little more incentive because we played so bad in that game, we still should have won. Yeah, I mean, you know, so there's so a lot of special there. teams. Remember that? Yeah, that, that was, there's a lot to prove there. Uh, LSU's preseason number seven. Uh, Which is probably about where they need to be. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I made a, you thought I made a crazy prediction last year. And I actually, that came true. Anyway, I, I haven't made my prediction, of course, it's so early, but I do know what I would predict right now, but we'll just wait for yeah, that. Yeah, let's wait. Because I remember, you, didn't you, you predicted 10, 10, 10 and two. 2, and then after the Florida State game, we sat in the studio and I said, How are we going to win in And you were like, I don't know, man. You were, Everybody was so frustrated, it was crazy. But you got to be patient, wait till the end of the year, and... I look like a genius. Plus, I got hot at the end of the year on my predictions. So. Yeah, you did. So, so one of the things that I made one right now. It's a crazy one. Duke will win nine games this year in football. Oh, God. Right. You heard it here. Yeah, we'll never. Go to Vegas, get on the online, we'll bet, bet on nine. I remember rough. that. So, here you go. I, I watched the interview with Coach Kelly. <clears throat> He's not real thrilled with Army coming into town and having to play them. It's probably at the time of the year. Right. You know, and it's a different team. It's a wishbone. Don't, don't they play wishbone or something like that? 
Well, I mean, no, they, they run in like, some kind of veer, some kind of yeah. option or what have you. They, they just, he, the way he described him, he's like, they're so disciplined. They don't make mistakes. Now, you might beat them because you might have more talent, but you don't have more heart. You will never have more heart no, than but, those kids on the field. But look, we, realistically, we should out physical them. And they're playing in Tiger Stadium. So, it's, look, I understand what he's saying, and it might give us problems for a quarter, a half maybe, but in the in the grand scheme of things, they got to be able to handle our talent. Right. I mean, you know. Well, I think he was – I think he was just – he didn't like the the place the placement in the schedule. He didn't. It well, was coming schedule. right after the Auburn game, and he's like, you know what? That's fine. I had nothing to do with the schedule. That the fans enjoy well, it because they will never talk, see let's talk about the service this. academy in yeah. here again. Hey, <laughs> let's let's talk about the schedule because the schedule is completely different than it's been in the last we got years. Florida in November, right? And then we have like then it. we got Mississippi State like the second or third game. Auburn got booted all the way to the back of the schedule, which is very very unusual. So, I mean, it's a lot of moving pieces that hadn't been there before like that. Yeah, we go to Mississippi State early after Grandland. Then Arkansas comes in here. before, And that's usually in November. Right. And it's in what, October? No, it's in September. September. So, and I kind of like that because usually by the time we play Arkansas, we've been beat up so much. Right. So, now they get, they're going to get the fresh Tigers, which I think will be a completely different story. So, uh, Auburn... One thing that scares me about Auburn is that that gives Auburn time to grease the wheels with their new coach, who I think is a pretty darn good coach. And by the time they play us, they probably knocked a lot of kinks out, and we're going to be beat up with this. Isn't it after the Alabama game? No, we play um, No, we play Missouri, Auburn, and then Army. Then we have the, the, the bye. But then we get Bama and Florida back-to-back. Yeah. We've never I mean, been there before. Well, hopefully – that. You got to realize this is the last year of that because next year the pods or however they're going to do it is going to change everything. And Florida's not going to be on our schedule from all. You don't think so? No, from everything that I've read, that it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be Alabama, Ole, uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and maybe A and M. It depends on the. Well, where's Texas and Oklahoma going to go? Texas and Oklahoma going to be in the same division with that and Texas A and M and Missouri, and Arkansas maybe. Yeah, and possibly yeah. Arkansas. I mean, that'll be interesting I to mean, see how they break yeah, that down. Well, realistically, I, I still like the East and West divisions, but they need to shift people. Alabama and Auburn need to be in the East. I mean, that's just the way it should be. And then you put the rest of them in the West. We'll see. That I, I think that makes too much sense. I don't think they'll ever do it. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's some of these rivalries that, of course, like we're part of the Auburn rival. We're part of the Alabama rival. So. We're a little biased in terms of how intense it is or how intense we think it is. But I think that there's a reason why LSU and Alabama won CBS primetime for many, many years up until like what, last year? And I, I guarantee no, there'll we be. national last year. But I don't know if we won a CBS game. I think we won ESPN, ESPN primetime. Prime there's a reason why they're primetime games consistently because that is, that's a true rivalry. Mm-hmm. Now they had our number for a while and I'm hoping that's turning because once it turns, and we start winning as many times as they do, then well, the rivalry gets so I'll tell you intense. what's surprising is Alabama's preseason six, and I'm going, they don't have a quarterback. They literally do not have a quarterback. We beat them with the number one draft pick. I don't care if he was dinged up. We still beat them. And now you're not going to have a quarterback who can throw? We can load the box? I don't see it. I really don't. How's Texas A&M going to be? Oh, they are horrible. I hate A&M. 
we we blew it last year against them, and uh, they lost a lot of players. But I mean, you know, it, by the time we play them, Jimbo and uh, the new assistant coach Bobby Petrino, that they could that marriage might be broken by that time. Yeah, that that is like that that screamed desperation to me. It's almost like me and you doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes no sense whatsoever. All right, so. Uh, I know you played a little golf this weekend. Oh, by the way, for what it's worth for some of you people, um, Casey shot 77 at Country Club Louisiana on Friday. So uh, he's got game. Uh, for doesn't one, always for one show. Day. It's for one day. Doesn't yeah. always, like, it's not a consistent game. But it's in there. All right. And, oh, by the way, um, we're going to, this, we're going to, sh- this is going to be on, we're, we're recording this on Monday evening. We're probably going to release it on Wednesday. Um, Kenny is wearing a Carolina blue hat, cap, which is making me ill. But um, Duke fan, Duke but fan. I just uh, because I love him, I'm going to let it go. Hey, yin and yang, that's the way it works. Let it go. So, did you watch any of the PGA Championship? Uh, the most unbelievable thing that I saw was on Saturday when Corey Connors hits it into a bunker on 16, tries to hit out, plugs in the side of the hill, which he tried to take too much of, but the flag, he could have went a little left. He makes a bogey, made a great bogey. The next day, Victor Holland does the exact same thing. It's in the exact same spot. He plugs it basically in the same place. And what they're doing is when they're measuring to to well, the drop, it was it looked like I was watching recording a Saturday. What are the odds of that? And he took a double and that that well, you know, it, it took him out of the chance. Yeah, he was one behind at that yeah. point. But what are the odds of the same bunker, the exact same shot, the same drop? I mean, I saw it, I was just like, you've got to be kidding. That that's I don't. Even, I've never even seen as much golf as I've ever watched. I have never seen that. That was incredible. Yeah. And then Kepka, he just hitting it down the middle, and you know he making putts. He's just a good golfer. Look, he, when he's not injured, he's 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 one of those. But it's hard to warm up to Brooks Kepka. He's a machine, man. You know, he doesn't show a lot of emotion. He just dips and spits and plays golf. Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I I don't have a hard time warming up to him, especially when his wife comes up and hugs him at the end of the tournament. She's pregnant, by the way. With the first child. I can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised she hadn't been pregnant before. <laughs> oh, you're terrible. Yeah. But, I mean, look, as, as good as that was... I've been married for 40 years. I can st- be terrible. The story of the tournament was uh, the PGA professional from California. That is, that was, and you Michael know, block. block. And let me tell you something: the oh. fact that he made a hole in one, and that's what got him in the top fifteen to get invited next year. You you couldn't write that story. You just couldn't. And he was so humble, and it's like he was making putts on Saturday. Watching on Saturday, he's just like the crowd was loving him. I love what I saw. He made two hundred eighty-eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars in that tournament. He went from I don't know where he was. He right jumped up there. three thousand spots. Yeah, in so now he's five. Five seven five hundred fifty seven plays now, and he gets to play in another tournament. I'm just happy because you know they work; those guys work hard. They don't really make a lot of money, and that payday was two hundred eighty eight thousand. He charges one hundred twenty five dollars a lesson. 
back in his. Uh, he did program. charge 120. Right. <laughs> and so um, I just looked at a video right before you came in the studio where uh, the head guy from the Charles Schwab Cup used to, uh, in Fort Worth, where they playing this weekend, used to be the Colonial Invitation mm -hmm. back in the day. Uh, invited him, gave the last exemption to him to play. And man, his wife was just bawling. He had tears running down. Oh, his so throat. he is playing this week. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's just a good, feel good story, man. You, you Look, the guy's not a young guy. No, he's 46. 46, I believe. 46 yeah. And he's been doing this all his time. To get a break like that and, and it, it works out, it's it's just a great, great story. And you see the fans embrace them oh. because they understand. I mean, you and I are golfers. We know how hard it is, and for a guy to get that shot at that age. Yeah. Now, exactly. Now, of course, it's not a very good analogy, but it has just a, maybe a, just a little bit of similarity. Remember when John Daly won the PGA Championship? Oh, yeah, he really came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, he had the mullet, he was bombing drives, he was just hoover. That's when Arsenio Hall was big, and everybody was going, woo, woo, woo. I mean, it was that, that was what it reminded me of. And then he gets a chance to play this weekend. The. Um, the head of the Canadian Open did it via Twitter, but they said, hey, we heard the, because the, it's in Western New York, which is yeah. right by the border of Canada, we heard the cheers all the way to Ontario, and we'd love for you to play in our national championship. So they basically gave you an invite to play in the Canadian right. Open. So, I mean, who knows, man? He could make a million dollars before the year's out. And it's just kept... You talk about catching lightning in the bottle. Well, I it, think man. somebody made a million dollars, but I bet you use a reference of Arsenio Hall. They might not even know who that is. <laughs> but no, it is a good story. And you know what? It was just another reason yeah. to watch. Yeah. It, it just was. Uh, and I like the way the broadcast uh, viewed it, how they handled it. I wasn't real up with Marty McGee doing that stick on there. I, I mean... I'm not a golf purist by any means, but I just think that I think he needs to stick to the football stuff. I think he's good, but in that, it's just to me, it was just a little too much. Yeah, I, I, he's I, a NASCAR guy. Yeah, it just wasn't my thing. Yeah. And he talks. I mean, he's got such a southern North Carolina yeah. draw, man. It, and he uses a lot of product in this area. Something yeah. you wouldn't know about. A lot of golf, but yeah. Uh, but I will say it was it was nice to watch Kepka do well, come back from what because we watched that golf special and he basically said oh, he had no confidence. Well, you know he would you know you, you see well, I'm sorry you see all the um, talk about PGA and live golf right and I can tell you I think I moved the camera a little bit. So I'm trying to get it on you. <laughs> so you hear all the all the back and forth of live and PGA. And, you know, Kepka got paid a lot of money to jump to live. If you watch the show on, it was on HBO, right? Right. Full Sling, I think it was called? Yeah. yeah. If you watch it and you listen to him, it might have been on Netflix, yeah. He, he took that money because he wasn't sure if he was going to go to play again. Right. He was injured, he was hurt, he was trying to come back, and he was like, you know what, in golf... It can go away and never come back. Trust and me. at this, at this point, at this point, he's thinking, you know what? If I can't come back, I'm taking this money now yeah. and making as much money as I can before it, it's gone. Well, it was stupid money too. I mean, you know, these guys. I mean, I mean, Dustin Johnson said it. Dustin Johnson said, "Hey, I was in the PGA Tour for 12 years. I made 80. I think he said like 82 million. They offered me 150. 
I've worked my whole life and I haven't made that much. So it's a business decision. Right. Now I know a lot of people didn't like it. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I did like the fact that him and Sham Shambro played together. You know, they had that little beef before, but they're both on the live now. And uh, I kind of, I, I really liked at the end when uh, Shambro went and gave him a hug. I mean, they, they're like brothers, but the live. They said, "Hey, look, it gives us legitimacy now." Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and they talked to Kepka about that, and he was, you know, Kepka's like, "Man, when I'm playing, a lot of times you, I couldn't tell you who I'm playing with sometimes." Like I get locked in. I don't talk during the round. I don't converse during the round. You know so, who he does? You know who he, who did that too when he played? Tiger. Jack Nichols did that too. Yeah. All the greats. You they know? just laser focus, man. Because Jack Nichols, even now when you talk to him, I mean, you know, he does his interviews and he's analyzing golf. There's there's no personality there. Not much. Right. I mean, you know, it's just strictly business. Yeah. And uh, he that's the way he is. So I, I can understand it. Well, they tried to, and when they were uh, interviewing Kepka after the round, they were trying to say, uh, you know, what, what do you think is that's a live golf? Do you think is, and he, he told him straight out, I don't know what it does for the tour. All I care about is what it does for me. Yeah. You know, it was like, this is not about, like, he's not a rebel. Like, they were talking about whether he well, should you know how they want to do You know how they, they want to do that. They yeah, do it's that. like, man, he's, like, I think, Kepka's played two events on the PGA Tour. He's come out second in the Masters. He's won the PGA. He's second in Ryder Cup points right now behind Scheffler. I mean, he should absolutely be on the Ryder Cup team. You know, this whole PGA live thing, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think it'll happen. I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope so. Crazy. I would hope so, but I don't feel the best American team. Well, I would just say that sooner or later, the PGA has got to come to grips that, look, this tour came up, it woke them up because they've changed some things. They gave bigger purses now, they're doing some things differently. And so they need to embrace it, don't fight it. I mean, you and I talked about it before, it's kind of like the old NFL and the AFL. Look, they fought it at first, then all of a sudden they got the Super Bowl. Yeah, the only problem I see with it is I don't think it's apples and apples. Live golf is more like USFL and compared to NFL because they wear shorts. They play loud rock and roll, crazy music the whole tournament. They only play 54 holes. You know, so it's 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 not the same as the PGA. However, those guys who got paid the big bucks to go to live are good. Golfers. Are good golfers. Yeah. You know, Dustin Johnson, DeChambeau, Mickelson, Kepka. Well, Mickelson's a name. I mean, he still could play, obviously, but he's a man. Man, cut. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Let me tell you something. You got to feel for the guys who were in. The Saturday round, early in the morning, they had the crap weather, oh, and they had to fight that terrible. stuff. John Rom, all of them, and then when the leaders came up, you know, with only about maybe five or six groups left, had a little bit of rain, then it cleared out. Those guys had some different, difficult, no doubt, conditions. soft greens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, a lot of times, that's what it, it's it's the luck of the draw in the tournaments when you when you tee off. Yeah, there's no doubt, and uh, so. I hate to see it because now I will say this: I, I like the rough being thick. I really like seeing the guys challenged, and they have to be creative to make shots. And they were, and, and it wasn't unfair. Was all, they, you know, no, I don't think it was unfair. A lot of them got frustrated, but hey, welcome to our world. But they got frustrated not because the course was was put together in an unfair way. Mother Nature 
uh, had a lot to say with how like well, I was, was I was very surprised. I mean, I, I bet you they they had to be pretty dead gum close to suspending around with the rain driving. Now I will say the course was in phenomenal shape considering oh, the rain. Oh, you didn't say puddles of water, but you know, you know I, I heard they had twelve man squeegee uh, groups on every single hole. So I mean, they were squeegeeing water off of greens. They were squeegeeing water off the. The, the, the collection areas around the green. So, look, man, they, they did it right. It, it, it ended up being a great tournament. Yeah. I mean, last few holes kind of were, you know, just, yeah, but I mean, outside of that, man, a good good golfer won. He deserved to win. Um, it was fun to watch, man. I, I enjoyed it. And, and, the, and the whole Michael Block thing is just, yeah, you know, just I, I mean, I wasn't, I, I didn't have a lot of plans to watch the Charles Schwab Cup this weekend, but, but I'm having another one. I think there's going to be a lot of people because they want to see if he can follow up on yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be easy for him. No, it's not. But you know what? He's going to be kind of the, kind of like me shooting a 77. It didn't matter what I shot yesterday. I know I shot a 77. It's the same way with him. He knows what he did in that tournament. If he doesn't make the cut, I'm not going to say it ain't going to disappoint him. But it ain't gonna be that big a disappointment. It's yeah. just it's not. He, he's already probably, made it, you know. Probably right. So we'll see. Um, so let's see, as we speak, NBA, we got two finals, three O. I first of all, LeBron and A D, not a fan of A D for obvious reasons. Uh LeBron I can give a take it. Never, ever, ever been a fan of the Lakers, no, even when Shaq was there. Well, um, I pulled for Mark Kobe for that matter. Yeah, half hardly because of Shaq. Uh, but let me tell you something. You got to give it to Miami. Jimmy Butler is just putting that team on the shoulder. Now they're getting other guys pitching in. The Celtics are a good team. It's not even close. Celtics have uh, attitude issues. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I can't. The Celt from from on paper, the Celtics should. Wipe the floor of Miami because all Miami has on paper is Jimmy Buck buckets, Jimmy Butler, mm -hmm. and well, you can call him Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he's making a lot of buckets. But I mean, it's it, it's 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 amazing how and they've got. I think they have nine undrafted players on the Miami Heat team. Eric Sporcher, Sporcher, the coach for Miami, is terrific. I mean, terrific. and you know what? A lot of people. I mean, you and I talked about this earlier. A lot of people when. LeBron was there, and they said, okay, look, he's winning because he's got these players there. He's winning without those players. So he's obviously yeah. a good coach, uh, obviously a good coach. And I'm glad they struggled because a lot of times these teams get rid of coaches like that. And look, phenomenal job. I'm just – I mean, I'm impressed because I'm a – I love the Celtics, yeah. but, man – it's not even close. I, I don't expect the Celtics to, uh, to come back. And I, don't even, I don't even know if they're going to be able to win a game. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you what. That team that's whooping up on the Lakers, that team's got talent. They do. Brandon Murray just... No. I mean, not Brandon Murray. It's Murray. But uh, he... Lamar. No, 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 no. Man, why you do this to me? We've had two beers. <laughs> anyway, no, uh, but Murray, he went off. Two games ago. Well, he, he couldn't miss a shot. He's been terrific for a long, for the short time he's been in the NBA. He blew out his ACL and thought that his career was, he thought his career was done. But the Denver coach and the organization never thought that for us. Now, let me just say this. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. I like Denver, and I'd love to see him win it because they've never won it before. And I love to see those type of stories. But man, I'm gonna tell you right now, 
Miami has the it factor right now. Mm. I mean, they I, 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 I don't disagree with that, but I don't think they have the, the I mean, you can only ride that chain so far. Well, Yo, I thought that after the first series, the but Joker now they beat that crap is, out of the Joker second. is the best player in the NBA. He's, if that dude did not speak broken English, he would have so much. You know who he reminds me of? Now he's better than him, but you know who he reminds me of? Remember about twenty years ago, Big Country? Yeah, he looks like him. He's got a look. He's got a schnauzer, man, and it always looks like he has a cold. I don't know yeah, what to well, do with it, that. It's, it's, but I mean, Jimmy Durante. I mean, everybody around him. Michael Porter Jr., who's like six ten and can shoot it from anywhere. Uh, Aaron Gordon, who's a big mm -hmm. muscular dude who can shoot it from anywhere. Jamal Murray, obviously. Um, I mean this this uh, this brown kid. The only thing I'm I'm only thing I'm concerned about with Denver is them knocking off the Lakers and then making it to the finals. And I know it's gonna sound pretty much like, is there a letdown? Because hey, they had to put all their effort in to beating the Lakers. They beat the, the King and Anthony Davis. Is there gonna be a letdown when they play Miami? Mm, I don't think so. Because yeah. I don't think that I actually don't think they're putting out a lot of energy to beat the Lakers. I mean, it's just the Lakers just don't. The Lakers are—they don't have the muscle to handle the Joker. First of all, Anthony Davis is a big, tall, lanky boy, but he's he don't want to get he's mixed soft. up with the Joker. But I gotta tell you, ain't nothing sweeter than watching the Lakers get beat. No, yeah. but I, now I will say this too: Anthony Davis is having a good series. I think he's averaging like twenty-eight points and like 13, 14 rebounds. So, well, you know. It's still but he can't carry the team. It, it's it's still sweet to see. I mean, yeah. it really is. All right. Well, we're going to talk to Saints, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wait to do that next time because we got a lot of stuff to cover. And we want to keep everybody's attention. No, I mean, football season's coming around the corner. We'll have a lot of shows on the football season. The LSU, the Saints, what's happening with the realignment in the SEC, uh, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in next year. Then you got the Pac-10 going to the you know some of the teams going to the Big Ten. So it, it's going to be crazy in the next couple of years, yeah. for sure. And well, in the next in the next few episodes here, man, we're going to be talking. Hopefully, we have a lot of excitement with LSU baseball. Carries us into the dog days of the summer. You notice we don't ever talk about Major League Baseball for obvious reasons. It's just it's too early right now. Right? And I think that it's just not, not not just locally, but I think nationally, man. You don't see a lot of coverage. Well, when you're not nationally. a baseball team, I mean, town like that, we're a college town. Those towns like Philadelphia and Los Angeles, yeah, it is. But here it's not. It was it's LSU baseball. So, so we'll get, we'll get through the dog days, and then we'll get into August when we get really fired up about football and have some fun. It ought to be a good year. Yep, should be a good. Year. All right, guys. Well, we are going to sign off for the week, and we'll see y'all next week. Until then, peace.